everybody, it's Clarissa here. You are back in the limelight. I am CEO and founder, and we're going live for the first time in a very, very long time. But there's a really good reason for that, and I'm going to tell you exactly why in just a moment. In the beginning right now, just to let you know, I want to uh, remind you that you can listen to this interview uh, on my all my podcasts, which you'll find on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Audible, Google, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, and Verbal. And you're going to be able to watch this uh, video, this interview, not only here live right now, but you're going to be able to watch it on Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire, Google Play, Daily Motion, and 100 other smart TV apps. I do want to remind you also that we have now our new drop for the magazine. So here we are. It's in the limelight with Clarissa, intelligent media for the savvy entrepreneur. And you will obviously recognize Joe Vitale. He is uh, was on The Secret, if you remember The Secret. And he is uh, our cover boy, if you will, uh, this time around. Also, uh, I do want to give a shout out to my news desk. I'm loving using my news desk. They are putting out my press releases, my news releases, my blogs, and I couldn't be happier to be working with them. The magazine also you'll be able to find over on PressReader. So PressReader.com, along with being on ClarissaBurt.com, uh, get over and check out the magazine because it is, uh, it really is, uh, I think, a spectacular publication. Okay, without further ado, uh, I don't know about you as an entrepreneur, but I know about me. I have never thought as I was building my business about an exit strategy, and I've never thought about what that might entail. What does it mean to be able to set up your business to be able to sell it at a later date? Should I sell it? Shouldn't I sell it? And why? If so, yes. So I have brought on a very good friend of mine who happens to live in town with me. She's a very good friend of mine, but she is the absolute go-to uh, guru. She is the end with all when it comes to financial literacy and knowing exactly what to do in uh, when it comes to, uh, it comes to selling your business. So I am going to bring on Sharon Lecter. There she is. Oh, Sharon, everything's happening at once over here. Um, I've got everything's blowing up. Uh, anyway, so welcome to the show. So excited that you're here. You are here to talk about your latest book, which is Exit Rich. It is the 6P method to sell your business for huge profit. And boy, are there a lot of questions around this topic. So I'm thrilled that you're here. Excited to see your book. Uh, I know we've been talking about it for a while. And what exactly does it mean? First of all, why did you write the book? And what well, exactly does it mean that you have to be almost ready at the at the business plan, if you will, for an exit strategy in order to sell your business? Well, thank you, Clarissa. I'm so delighted to be with you, dear friend. And I'm excited to be able to share a little bit about my latest book. It's the 26th book I've written. But it's also kind of like the crescendo because so many people go into business and when you go into business, you have, are you choosing to like work until the day you die? Or do you want to work and build something that will give you your time back and give you some financial independence? Usually it's the second one. The problem is people fail to put in the structure they need to make that a reality. So they end up working until the day they die. Right. So Exit Rich doesn't just talk about selling your business. It talks about building the foundation of your business so that your successful business can be sustainable, scalable, and saleable. Whether you choose to sell it or not, it becomes an economic engine that works for you. And your return on your investment of all that time into building that business is that you start getting your time back because the right. business is working for you. Right. So are there businesses that that don't sell or that are set up for failure pretty much from the outset? 
yes, if businesses that don't structure themselves as a business with the right systems, we talk about the six P's and that's kind of the process of going through to right. build that structure of the business. Too many people own a job, not a business. If you can't walk away from your business and have it continue to run and be stronger when you come back a month or two months later, you don't really own a business, you own a job that depends yeah. on you being there. So what are uh, some of the steps that business owners can take to exit rich, exit smart, uh, and yeah. you know, do things the right way? Well, let's go through the six P's because it's kind of a, a good cursor to start the dialogue. The first one is people. Do you have the right people in the right seats? Do you have people who are strong where you are weak? Do you have a mentor that's helped driving you in the right direction, an advisory board? It's so important to have the right people helping direct and that you're not doing everything yourself. And then the second one is your product. So many times, you know, people have had that one product they love. Well, how, maybe we can have five products or maybe we can have the opportunity to elevate that because that's, you know, your business is successful if it solves a problem or serves a need. Well, the product defines that problem that you're solving or that need that you're serving. Yeah. And the third, third one is processes, business systems. You can't build a house without going down first, strong foundation, putting in an electrical system, putting in a plumbing system. Same thing with your business. And some people think that's boring, but it is so sexy because that's what makes your business strong and allows it to grow. Putting in those business systems, it's so much easier to manage a system than, right. personal, than personalities, right. right? And then the fourth P is proprietary. What gives you your competitive advantage, your intellectual property? What is unique about what you do? And many times people don't recognize that they have that. Let's right. identify it. Let's protect it and leverage it because that's the part that's usually not on the books. It's that intangible asset that you've built from your reputation, from your goodwill, and from the way that you solve things. And that's what comes from up here. And then the fourth, the fifth one is patrons, your database. Today, as you well know, so many people get excited because they have a million followers on Instagram or Facebook. You don't own those. Right. You need to nurture them home, your database, your patrons, how you communicate with them. They are mm -hmm. your greatest marketing tool you have. Many businesses are sold simply for their database. Yeah. And then the last one is profits. Obviously, you want to make a profit, but too many people focus on the product and the profit and they forget about all those other steps. Right. Um, you I see that you say something about identify what type of business you own. What do you mean by that? Well, understanding what what problem you solve, what need you serve and how what industry you're in, what is your niche? A lot of people start deciding they might want to sell a business, but they don't understand that you have to identify Who's the right suitor? Who's the right buyer? You can waste a lot of time kissing a lot of frogs. It's yeah. really important for you to understand what market you're in. A lot of people, when I start working with them, I go, well, who's your, who's your ideal customer? Everybody. Well, more than likely, you can narrow it down a little bit from that. So you really need to know what your business is and who you're serving, who your market is. And then you can start identifying who the right purchaser could be. It might be somebody that's in a different state that wants to come into your market. It right. might be somebody that's in a different industry but wants to add what you do to their offerings for their customers. Right. Hmm. Okay. So what are the different ways, the various ways that uh, a business owner can exit? Well, it's very 
a lot of times they end up doing a, a employee stock option plan where employees can come in and start taking over ownership. You bought, you sell to an a other partner. Um, you have a partner in the business. They want to buy it from you, or you have a company that comes in, they want to purchase you. Now, sometimes they can buy, they'll buy the stock. The vast majority of the times they just want to buy the assets of the company. They don't want to buy any of your liabilities. Right. Um, there are times when you can have, get to the point where you bring in angel investors and, and that gives you a liquidity event and, and potentially bring in executive team that gives you some of your time back. Um, also, there's the, at the ultimate is the IPO, initial public offering, where the money comes in. Again, you're going to want to have the team and the leadership, but that can give you, again, a liquidity event and the opportunity to bring in executive leadership. Yeah. You talk about identifying the business strength and the weaknesses, right? So that you can build the synergies, you build profits, and you build the business that, so that you can sell it for a desired price tag. How, do you, how, how does one go about knowing how to price their business? Great question. We, we go into depth on that in the book, Exit Rich, because it's so important for you to understand many business owners, they may think their business is worth 10 million, it's worth two. All right. And it's very important to bring in experts. Yeah. It can give you a, a realistic idea of what your business is worth in the market you're in. And in doing that, they might be able to show you ways for you to elevate the value very quickly by making a few tweaks in the business. That's why it's so important to have the right attorneys, the right accounts, the right business brokers who understand the business and under that, understand the field. And that's why we have it in the book, Exit Rich. People have the resources they need to understand what questions to ask. Sometimes that's equally important. People yeah. don't know what they don't know. Yeah. Is every business and any business sellable? A true business that has been built with the elements that we talk about in the book, Exit Rich, that is operating as an asset, an entity, is saleable. The question is, are you in the right market? Do you have the right purchaser? You want to make sure you find the right purchaser to be able to continue that longevity of that successful business. Right. A lot of businesses aren't built to sell and they're too dependent on the owner. They're really uh, the owner's job, not their business. It goes back to, do you want to work until the day you die or do you want to build something that is successful and gives you your time back as well as your wealth? I've heard you talk about catastrophic events mm -hmm. as we, as we go through life, they happen. How, how is it that a business is supposed to plan for them? Do they plan for them? And how does that affect an exit strategy? Well, it's so important, particularly with partnerships. I say plan the divorce before you plan the marriage. You know, oh every exit strategy should be considered. When you yeah. start a business, all right, you need to think about does your partner, do you want to be in your part in business with your partner's spouse? All right. So you want to talk about that. You want to address that. You want to put that into in, into the situation. Um, there are all kinds of forced exits, divorce, death you know, disability, those kinds right. of things happen. And so you want to address those and figure out how you're going to provide for the continuity of that business. Right. Very important. So you say the realize that the lack of, pro uh, of profits are, are never the problem, but always a symptom. Yes. Of, of not operating on all six cylinders. Can you explain that for a second? Because I would think the profits are pretty important. Well, profits are important, but they are not necessarily 
the reason that's going to keep your business successful. Yeah, you can have positive profits, but if you're not, if you haven't built in those systems, if you haven't protected your intellectual property, if you haven't done the legal foundation framework for your business, yeah, you could have profits, but you could have a business that's not worth anything to anybody else because right. you have documented, you haven't put in the systems, it's totally reliant on you. Right. And so the, when the profits start, you know, getting shaky, it's usually because you don't have all those other things in, pro in, right. in position. Right. The book also talks about five different, the five different types of buyers. I wouldn't have known that there were so many, but what their buying criteria is, their negotiating techniques and how to create a bidding war on the sale of a company. If I wanted to sell my company tomorrow, I wouldn't know where to start. Well, it's very important because those five different purchasers, um, we go in depth into them inside the book. But at the end of the day, is it somebody that wants to buy your business and continue growing it? Is it somebody that wants to come in and buy your business and get rid of all of your people and just add it to their line of offerings? Right. Is it somebody that wants to come in and buy you because you're a competitor and they want you to go away? Right. Um, is it somebody that's going to come in and say, okay, I need this geographic location. And so you constantly want to figure out who, who is the best suitor for your business. And that's what we go into. And that's the other reason it's so important to have an expert because you don't want to spend a lot of time with somebody going through due diligence and come to the end of it and say, you know, they weren't really serious about your business and yeah. you've just spent a lot of time and energy and effort. And yeah. they've discovered a lot about your company that maybe you didn't want them to know. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And maybe they weren't going to be the right buyer for you, notwithstanding the price tag. Because right. you know, I think a lot of times that you you know you have some ethical issues that could could enter into play, and and that's a difficult call. It's a difficult call to make. Yeah, we discuss a lot of that in the book as far as you know the the, the non disclosures and understanding what you say when, and certainly when how you tell your employees when, yeah, exactly. how, to, how to protect your employees. So those are all critical issues if you're actually going to sell the business. But the exit Absolutely. can also be one of giving you some relief and bringing in exit, you know, other team members to take over your responsibilities, exiting your position, giving your time back because time makes you rich when you get your time back and then positioning your business to be as at the highest value possible. Right. So I have, can I, we got a question now. Can I ask which are the more common mistakes that ordinary people do when they start to build their business? That's coming in from Italy, coming in from Francesco Latanzi from Italy, by the way. Well, hello, Italy. I love it. I love it. <laughs> they should be actually watching soccer at the moment, but they won yesterday. So I think they're all taking a break. Go ahead. Yep, Sarah. Yep. Well, the most common mistake, and it doesn't matter what country you live in, is people don't do the documentation. They don't build the base of the business so that they are protected. For instance, um, you may hire somebody to do your website. You may hire somebody to do your headshots. All right. And if you don't have the right written agreement, they own them, even though you pay for them. You have to have a, a work for hire agreement that you, right. when you pay for them, you own them. That's a very small example of making sure you cross your T's and dot your I's and build that valuation in your company. Absolutely. Let's tell everybody where we can find the book. I know it's on Barnes and Noble, Amazon and exitrichbook.com. Yes, yes, you can go all, all of those places. It's available, it's out now. It's already hit number one in many categories on Amazon. It's the USA Today bestseller. And we were very excited about the reception that we've had and very, very excited. Very, very exciting. Well, we definitely want to get the book. I'm going to get a copy myself. I haven't really seen it yet, but I want to get my hands on one. I know, I know, I, like I, 
Is that I know that's what it looks like. I it's a beautiful cover, by the way. I love the cover. The cover graphic is really, really beautiful. I think that we should mention you co-wrote the book also. Michelle uh, Salver Tucker, yes, my co-author. She's the number one business broke female-owned business brokerage in the in the country, in the US. She's also a mergers and acquisition specialist. So we wrote the book. She's the tactician. Because this, right. this is what she does every single day for people. Right. I come in and look at it from a mentor perspective and the strategy and the thought process and also from an investor's perspective. Absolutely. I know you've written a lot of other books, Sharon. I think you gave me the number before. How many are, where are they? This, this is place? number 26. Holy smokes. That's a huge. I'm all excited about my first book dropping in November and you've done 26. And among them have been Think and Grow Rich, Three Feet from Gold, Outwitting the Devil, obviously, with the, with the Napoleon Hill Foundation. Think and Grow Rich for Women We Are. I actually have a quote in that book, which I was very uh, happy to, to see. Uh, and Rich Dad, you're the co-author also of uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. The book that you really threw blood, sweat, and tears into would be? This is fill in the blank. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fill in the blank. The one where you really just like you, you crawled into bed every night. Which, which book would that be? Oh, I don't know. Every book, it's like, it's like asking people what their favorite kid is. You know, right. I, they're all different. I think obviously... Um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad was the first one. Of course, it was a major blockbuster, but it was one that I, I really had a hard time letting go of it because I was like, oh my gosh, it's not perfect. I got to go right. through it. And so that was, the, you know, the, the, the being willing to let it go and get it out in the public was a big step for me. <laughs> the one that you were the most honored to write. Outwitting the Devil by, by far because it had been sit, hidden away for 73 years um, written on a manual typewriter by Napoleon Hill with his handwritten notes in the margin to be asked by the Napoleon Hill Foundation to bring that out for the modern reader was an incredible honor. Yeah, absolutely. I can imagine. The book that's still in you that you haven't written yet. It's a book called Grace. It's about facing life with grace and understanding that we all have things that stop us in our tracks. So Yeah. I would agree. I want to talk about the Play Big Movement for a moment. Why don't you let everybody know exactly what Play Big Movement is? Well, thank you, Clarissa. Yes, I started and built the talking children's book industry with com little companies like Disney, Warner Brothers, Sesame Street. And then, of course, Building Rich Dad is the number one personal finance um, organization around the world. I worked with Time Life, Warner Books. Um, and then uh, obviously working with the Napoleon Hill Foundation. So I always played a really big game. And in eight and a half years ago, I lost my youngest son. And it stopped me in my tracks. And everybody watching and listening to this, you probably have had something that stopped you in your tracks, whether it had been a death, a divorce, a financial setback. Certainly COVID has done that to a lot of people. Yeah. And um, it took me a long time. I, I was like my life was, I was living my life in neutral territory yeah. of the land of numb. Right. And I almost decided to retire about five years ago because I just didn't have that zest for life. And I got a lot of pushback from family and friends. And I think I even heard my son in my ear saying, get over it, mom, there's more for you to do. And right. I realized for all of us, no matter what stopped us on our tracks, you're still here and you're still here for a reason. And so I decided to up my game again and play big again. And, and when I did that, I said, I want to other, I want to encourage other people to do that as well. So I, I launched the play big movement, 
private Facebook group, I have my podcast called The Play Big Movement with Sharon Lecter. And I want people to understand it's about being number one in your field, living your legacy, because your legacy is created every single day with every heart you touch. Right. And, and creating maximum impact. And so play big with everything you do. You deserve to have the greatest success. And I want everybody to put themselves in a position of greatest and highest potential. Absolutely. Well, let's let everybody know where they can find you on social, number one. And then we're going to show the book again and remind everyone where they can find it. So on social, where is it that we can be found? You can find Sharon Lecter on pretty much everything. Facebook, it's author Sharon Lecter. I'm Sharon Lecter on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Exit Rich is my new book, and you can find this at your local bookstore as well as through Amazon, Barnes & Noble. You can come to ExitRichBook.com for more information. And I truly believe, and I've had such great feedback from people who have read this, this $24 investment will give you back 10x, 100x, 1,000x return if it gives you that one item that's going to help you take your, your company, make it stronger, make it bigger, make it scalable, make it saleable. So. Thanks, Sharon. Really appreciate you being on the show. Thank you, everybody, for following along. Don't forget to, uh, to like, share, and subscribe. We're always here. We're going to be back again very, very soon. I'm not exactly sure when, but you'll know when it pops up. Thanks, everybody, for now. Sharon, you stay right there. We'll see everybody real soon. Bye again. Thanks for listening to this episode of the In the Limelight podcast, intelligent media for the savvy entrepreneur. You can listen to this and all of my podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, and Inspired News Radio. You'll find all of my videos and the In the Limelight digital magazine on clarissabert.com. And don't forget to connect with me on social pretty much anywhere. Stay well until we meet again in the limelight.